Hello, and welcome back to the No Score Review Show. I'm your host, Nick Green, and today I am joined by Shay Martin. Welcome back, Shay. Thanks, Nick. And Matt Schmidt. Matt, it's good to see you again. Good to see you. And today, we're just jumping right into it. We're uh, reviewing John Wick Chapter 4, the latest entry in the John Wick franchise. Uh, This first little bit of the review will be spoiler-free, so you don't have to worry about any uh, details being spoiled or anything. We're just going to talk about our general thoughts and maybe a little bit about our expectations going into the film. Um, And yeah, but before we do that... uh, Jake Sterkenboom, show regular at this point, was eager to be on this review, but sadly couldn't make it. So we're going to throw to Jake for his uh, very long-winded and very important... He had some pretty crazy things to say about the film. Um, So I just wanted to make sure he was able to get those in before we get the episode started. So uh, without further ado, we're going to throw to Jake Sterkenboom for his thoughts on John Wick, Chapter 4. Yeah, it was good. Thank you very much, Jake. That was uh, that was wow. maybe a little long, uh, but <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop it in the future. Um, maybe don't say so many uh, uh, offensive words next time either. Yeah, holy! This is a how family many show. slurs can you yeah. fit into one review of John Wick? Oh my god! I think you really um, need to start cutting Jake out of this show. Yeah, he, yeah, he's show regular get no more. In, canceled in no time after something like that. Yeah. Oh All right. Uh, now that that. Uh, Roadblock is out of the way. Let's get into our general thoughts for the movie. Uh, Matt, do you want to kick things off? Sure. Uh, general thoughts. It was generally pretty awesome, mm-hmm. uh, is, is all I really have to say. It kicked ass. Awesome it stunts. absolutely did. Um, Keanu Reeves delivering lines like... Uh, like an AI chatbot, as would be expected, uh, yeah. and just some crazy over-the-top stuff, camera-wise and action-wise, and great music, as always. It's just they're really firing all on all cylinders here. Yeah, uh, the score was fantastic, in this mm-hmm. one. Uh, as or to be expected from this franchise, and I think it delivered on what fans wanted, what I wanted. So. I got no complaints, really. What more to say? Well, I, I have I have a couple, but <laughs> we'll no big ones. We'll get that yeah. later. Uh, Shay, how about you? General thoughts, expectations? Yeah, overall, super impressed. I do believe that this was the best out of the franchise. I mean, naturally, it had the biggest budget out of all of them. And I think mm-hmm. we could all agree that this kind of genre needs a very high budget to kind of pulled off but yeah not as high as i thought it was going to be i feel like they're pretty economical with their budgets like as how much was this one uh according to wikipedia 100 million wow so quite economical yeah yeah like like if you've seen the film you are like maybe taken aback like i am because some of the set pieces are like mm-hmm. freaking crazy mm-hmm. um so even just really... do one take in one of the scenes exactly like... I'm like, how much would it cost to just do one take of yeah. like, considering all these explosions, these walls that are getting destroyed that, that they would have to reset? Totally. What was the John Wick 1 budget? Yeah, I was just going to ask, do you know the other budgets offhand? 20 to 30 million. For the first one? Yeah. Okay. That's very impressive for the first yeah. one, too. That is. Yeah, that is. They The, the same crews, uh, I imagine, for the most part, uh, other than maybe like the worldwide uh, units and, and stuff are very familiar with the franchise, I imagine, by this point. So yeah, I I bet they're, they've, they've really gotten into a groove, hopefully anyway, by this point in the filmmaking process. Because like in the microscopic amount of experience I've had on sets, like stunt work is is a taxing like process in the shooting oh, yeah. in like principal yeah. photography. So like, and when it's a film like this, when it's like almost literally just stunts and set pieces like that, and not just on a green screen soundstage, like I, I can't even imagine the level yeah. of work and detail uh, that goes into these, it's these films. Really an important example of how the Academy Awards needs to recognize more categories such as stunt totally. work or even just 100%. stunt choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 
to be able to, as you were saying, Nick, just to go off of it, like to be able to pull this off, you almost need like, not that I believe in like top tier filmmaking, but to some extent, like tech wise, you do. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you have to be at the top of your game for this. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. And also, especially when you're talking stunts, like just from a safety standpoint, if you're if you don't know what you're doing, then like some of this shit could go wrong very easily. Like some of the stuff with like the rust set last year. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, they they clearly know what they're doing, and it's on full display in this one. I thought it was definitely the best, the the biggest uh, amount, and the best quality of stunts uh, so far in the the series. I uh, I'll talk a little bit about my expectations. I was very okay with it being done at uh, chapter three. I know they like left it open and everything, but I was just kind of like uh, a little bit cynical at the, at the time of like uh, Hollywood really likes their money, don't they? Just leaving every franchise open ended like that. Um, so I didn't really see where we were going to go with the next film. That would be intriguing to me. And even as the like trailers and stuff came out. I wasn't like particularly enthused. I was like, I, I like Keanu Reeves enough. And I think the action they did in the first three films was fantastic. So that kind of is what uh, warranted me going to see it in the theater. Um, but then once reviews started coming out that it was like just as good, if not the best out of the franchise, then I was like, okay, all right, I'll give it a chance. And I was blown away. It was, uh, it was fantastic. Um, I'm trying to find the uh, trivia for um, Keanu Reeves because there was an article or like a tweet or something that came out in the last couple weeks that he had like maybe like 400 words total in the entire script. Oh my God. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, like there, he does it's not more talk than I very expected, much. Honestly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it. Looked beautiful. Sounded great. Um, me and Matt got to see it in IMAX. I don't know, Shay, did was it just regular uh, show for you last night? or? I saw it in AVX, so AVX, I was quite okay, happy nice. with it. Yeah, nice. Pretty close to what we would have seen then. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't shot for IMAX. It was just regular yeah. aspect it, ratio. The, just in the credits, it said screen. optimized or something. Didn't it optimize for IMAX? It's probably optimized for like the IMAX Whatever experience that with the sound and right. whatever kind of setup they've got there. Yeah, But it wasn't like they were shooting with the the larger aspect ratio like totally it still like looked Top fantastic or... in an IMAX theater though oh yeah like it, I mean it was, it was just a, a stunning picture. film so oh, you really I was felt mis- the action as well I yeah. was very misled by I was watching a re- a review or a, sorry an interview beforehand and Connie Reeves I swear said it was filmed in IMAX because he said it was designed like the whole movie was designed to be in IMAX but yeah I'm looking at the tech specs right now it was a very misleading comment to make so yeah it just I guess they just blew it up because yeah the initial aspect ratio yeah sorry go ahead maybe maybe he was uh like misinformed or something or doesn't fully understand what IMAX is who knows (laughs) could be um, I found it, and it's actually less than 400. It's 380 words in this film spoken wow. by Keanu Reeves. Lowest wow. word counts ever spoken by a main character. One of the lowest, sorry, by the main character oh. in this in a movie. Um, that's so Especially funny. for a movie this length, too. Totally. It's almost three hours. Like, crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, Shay, did you have any other, uh, any more general thoughts at all? I kind of cut you off earlier. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, no, my only expectation going into it was just to be mildly amused. I'll be brutally honest. The first three I had fun during, but they didn't necessarily impress me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one definitely did. I wasn't, I didn't, you know, when you buy a ticket to John Wick, you're not buying a ticket for like any kind of storyline or anything. Sure. But yeah. I, I was very happy with just the visuals of all of it. So... Totally. Yeah, it, the visuals were that good. Yeah, I think the uh, it's it's not as approachable. Like I, me and Matt were kind of chatting about this last night after the film. It's not approachable in terms of like rewatchable rewatchability uh, necessarily. Like I feel like you'll probably only revisit this film if you're doing a John Wick marathon or something, because like otherwise you'll probably just look up the 
the uh, stunt clips that you're like reminiscing about online and just mm-hmm. watch a like uh, an edit on YouTube. Um, especially at the three hour mark, it's going to be a lot. And piling that on top of the other three films already. Um, so it's it's not like super approachable. I mean, it could it kind of can stand on its own, I guess. Um, I think this one stands on its own the most out okay. of the other sequels, just because there there's a bit of a time jump, I guess, between Parabellum and right. this one, uh, and it's it feels like it's a little bit more of a contained story, whereas like the first also sort of stands on its own, but it mm-hmm. directly leads into the second, and right. then that directly leads into the third because they take place over like seven days. And um, it's all very like fluid and the next movie starts off like right where the previous movie ends and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But, um, but this one does feel like it, it sort of sits as its own, like little, like a little cherry at the top sure. of the. An the epilogue trunk. as you put it last night. Yeah. Like it feels bit. almost like an epilogue. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, without further ado, let's uh, get into our highlights and lowlights. <clears throat> Uh, so this is your official spoiler warning for John Wick Chapter 4. If you don't want to know anything about the film going in, uh, pause the video now, go see the film, and uh, come on back once you've seen it. Or if you don't care about any spoilers, then stick around. Shay, let's start with your highlights and or lowlights. Highlight uh, specifically was that roundabout scene. I Hell yeah. fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. I Loved Mr. Nobody as a character. I loved mm-hmm. his, of course, his dog. What was his dog's name? Did he, did he have I don't a think name? it had a name. No, I don't think yeah. so. You could call him Nuts, I guess, because that was his main command. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, one of my lowlights, or I had, I actually had two. I'm not a huge... Um, I'm not somebody to really cr- ever criticize sound, but I found mm-hmm. like the sound design to be kind of like almost like where, I don't know, Maybe they budgeted a little bit more towards the cinematography or something, but didn't, I don't know. (sighs) Sorry, Nick, you can cut out these pauses. Um, Okay. (laughs) Do you want to throw it a match? Did you get high before this one again? (laughs) I did, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. Matt, how about one of your highlights? Um, My highlights, I mean, it's got to be just, in general the the choreography it really i think the hand-to-hand combat specifically in this one really is elevated i Mm -hmm. think that's always where the john wick series thrives rather than like all the gunplay because that can just get a little monotonous after time yeah and this one like all of the big scenes with aside from what I consider the big scene, which would be the dragon breath uh, scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. All of the other big moments are hand to hand. And especially adding Donnie Yen into the mix. Like yeah. that man is just a, he is like the flash in real <laughs> life. Just the, the speed that he moves in his fights is incredible. Yeah. Uh, and I really hope that we get to see more of that in the series that comes after this. I want to see more hand-to-hand stuff. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. That's what I love the most about this series. I mean, if they're able to somehow get uh, like Donnie Yen and uh, what's her name? Rima? Rina? Sawayama? Yeah. If if they make at at least make an appearance in the series, because that's kind of what we got teased with at the end. I feel like that's what they're leading up to. Yeah. Um, then I feel like that's pretty much a guarantee to get a, at least a little bit of uh, hand-to-hand from them anyway, um, given their like uh, cultural background. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed the combat as well. It felt like I had a really good flow, whereas like maybe two and three were way more just like uh, putting your gun up and like uh, doing a lot more gun combat rather than uh hand-to-hand and weapon combat too because like that the axe fight scene in the in the club too was fantastic as well um i the the nunchuck scene hell yeah Yeah, that was so good yeah that was awesome um i just really like specifically went out to learn how to use nunchucks for that movie 
That makes sense. He, like, the amount of training that man did and does for like his work is just absolutely crazy. Dedication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. He basically is John Wick in real yeah. life because he what can he really lacks do all in, that stuff. Yeah, what he lacks in like uh, emotional range, um, he makes up for in stunts and like just overall badassery. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Uh, I just really wanted to mention before I throw back to you, Shay, I just loved the um, set design and the locations they picked. It was all super captivating and just the the level of craft behind some of the sets, like the Dragon Breath uh, set as well, was amazing to watch. The whole Germ- German club uh, scene and um location was amazing like all of that water pouring down on top of them while they're yeah uh, fighting and like the i mean this isn't really set design but like just the sheer amount of extras in that scene too was like mind-boggling the wide shots when he first walks out of like the the back room and walks out into the club and then it jibs up and you Mm -hmm. see like the huge scope of all the people that was a huge holy shit moment totally Uh, but then when you get a little bit closer into the club and he starts going in the people around i know i was talking to shay about this a little bit earlier and they agreed that a lot of the people dancing in the club are just sort of uh moving around (laughs) doing nothing right because they probably didn't have any actual music playing when they were filming those scenes so everybody's sort of just off beat and standing around and not really dancing although Mm -hmm. i mean if you're seeing people die and get the shit beat out of them in front of you you might stop your electric slide for a minute and (laughs) well and they might also be high on god's no god knows what so they're probably not operating they were in berlin yeah yeah Yeah. it just felt like they didn't pay as much attention to like what the extras should be doing in some of the scenes and they were very focused on just the the choreography of the stunt performers which i guess like that's what most people are going to be look looking at but yeah um, but still you can't help but when you've got this huge, beautiful image in front of you, you want to like scan around and see stuff and that kind of stuff pops out and can take you out of it a little bit sometimes. That's fair. Um, Shay, do you want to uh, jump back into your uh, low lights and we can kind of segue into all of our low lights. (laughs) Did you find your words? (laughs) Let's see. Um, I feel like this is like very predictable for me to say, but I was a little bit disappointed that we didn't get more of Akira. Um, it was kind of, I found, refreshing to, like, John Wick has women in it, but I think we could all agree that it's just, like, not a comparable amount of screen time. And to have her come in, I know for, like, the three of us was really refreshing to see, and we got, like, really hooked. And we were even whispering to each other in the theater, like, I fucking love her. Mm-hmm. Um, I, unfortunately, though, did not stick around for the post credit scene, but Jake told me about it. Mm. So... To clarify, is it hinted that Akira gets a, or is going, we're going to see her again? Yeah. Well, if, from what it seems, she's going to try to kill uh, Donnie Yen's character because yeah. he killed her father. Yeah, Although she finished. just like sort of pulls a knife and then walks towards him in a crowd and then cuts to black. Yeah. So, so presumably she won't kill him and he'll probably stop her and get away but mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. setting up what the conflict for the next one will probably be depending on whether or not john wick is actually dead because we never yes, saw him die. we'll see about that <laughs> i uh again like I'm, i mean even more so now that it has more of a a wrap-up to it at the very end of this film with uh john wick dying I think he's dead personally, but I think that might just be more so I hope he's dead because I'm I'm fine with this ending here. Um, I think it wrapped it up much better uh, than three for sure. Not that three was trying to wrap it up, but um, yeah, I'm just very satisfied with this coming to this conclusion. And like the if we get a series, that's fine. That's a, that'll be its own thing more or less. But um, yeah, I'm OK with it kind of stopping here and we move on to 
new and brighter things more bring bring the like technical stuff like bring that amazing practical stunt work and like all the fantastic set pieces and stuff uh bring that to more films um because in the age of like cg and like uh volume and all these digital like filmmaking techniques that are taking priority because it's easier i think john wick the entire series has demonstrated how uh, effective these practical like stunt men and women and like uh, just teams of people can what they can do and accomplish to make some really fucking cool <laughs> sequences and film. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm OK with John Wick ending here personally. Uh, what else? Uh, I think we can kind of transition into creator goal. I think they knocked it out of the park. Chad Stileski, I think is the director, right? He, uh, he clearly mm-hmm. knows what he's doing with the material in this film. Him and Keanu Reeves are a great duo. Um, he's uh, I I'm interested to see what he'll do moving forward. If uh, John wick is actually laid to rest finally, um i'll definitely like i'm definitely interested to see what he does in the future uh after john wick um because he's clearly proven himself with uh like big bombastic action movies so well didn't he used to be a stunt coordinator i think that's what he did before which makes total sense yeah like the whole john wick idea was conceptualized just by stuntmen yeah, so exactly. it makes a lot of sense that that's the focus of the, mm-hmm. oh, the thing. fun fact. Yeah, he was actually the stuntman for Neo in The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, that's Whoa, cool. Whoa, that's really cool. That shows the Keanu uh, connection. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Sense. Wonder if that's how they met. Probably. Um, yeah, I think they absolutely knocked it out of the park. Uh, they they did what they needed to in the story and character department. Um like nothing really stands out for me personally. Um, like I, I did enjoy Akira like you, Shay. I really liked her and her father. Uh, she, Shimazu, Shimazu. Um, and uh, I look forward to seeing her in the series. If that's, if we get her, more of her in that, uh, I know Matt, you weren't a, you weren't a big fan of uh, Rina? uh i wouldn't say that i'm i wasn't a fan it's just i'm really familiar with her through her music right and i found it hard to separate her as an artist from mm-hmm. the character gotcha and um i just kept thinking like oh that's rena right and uh it's like seeing ed sheeran in game of thrones <laughs> yeah it just a little it, bit it pulled me out of it a little bit i i think given more time because i think it might also be her like debut acting Right. Role. I don't know if she's done anything else. I think mm-hmm. if she's able to like really get some more meat, because like there wasn't much of a character there for her to work with in yeah, this one. Pretty the pretty amount of time like, that she was standard on screen. Revenge arc mm-hmm. type thing, right? Yeah, like she Definitely. was in there for the first like I don't know, thirty five minutes or so and then mm-hmm. disappeared and we didn't really yeah. get to resolve her story. So it was just a lot of like setup and then okay, bye. Whereas right. I would have liked to see her more throughout. I thought she was going to be like sticking with John through the the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she didn't. Yeah. But I also did feel just uh, the comparison. And I it might be a little unfair to, to make this comparison. But I noticed in the fight sequences during the opening um, Osaka montage. Right her scenes were a lot slower paced compared to the other fights. And a lot of that is just probably because she is less experienced. I know she did a lot of training for this uh, movie, but like you have Donnie Yen and Keanu Reeves that have been doing this stuff for like decades Decades. now at this point. And it just felt um, more choreographed, I think in some of her scenes, because you could tell that they were a little, you know, they were, trying to work in the moves and and right it just um it didn't flow as fast and effortless as the other stuff felt a little um, disjointed so maybe just by comparison of like cutting between those scenes it made right. me f- feel that a little bit more but that's not to take away from 
what was actually happening because yeah. she pulled off some awesome stuff. Like that scene when she was uh, jumping on the big guy and like yeah. stabbing him as he was going yeah, up that the was stairs. So good. That was awesome. I, yeah. And I would um, love to see more of that kind of stuff. More bow action as well. Yeah. I want to see more mm-hmm. bows. Yeah. If nothing else, it was a fantastic foundation uh, that was laid with chapter four. And then hopefully that launches uh, like more roles for her in that type of thing. Not to like typecast her or anything, but like if she wants to pursue that more, then I think it was a, a good start at the very least. Yeah. I think she has a great action like career ahead of her if she chooses mm-hmm. to do so. Because I definitely do agree with you, Matt. Her scenes were a lot more choreographed and didn't flow as naturally. But all things like considered, it's I was still pretty impressed. Um, totally overall yep. and i did not know that this was her first acting credit um i also did i mean i can't confirm singer. that i think I, that it is one of her first maybe let's see she what also are you yeah she did the um the end credits song as well oh. according to imdb it looks like it's only been music videos before chapter four so yeah makes sense there you go yeah there you go uh i also thought she did like i mean it, there wasn't really much emotional landscape in this film for anybody, but I think she did a pretty solid job with uh, the material she was given for the like minute scene she had with Hiroyuki. Um, yeah. So she can uh, definitely uh, portray those that that range, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, uh, Donnie Yen, like you said, Matt was fantastic. He Checked probably stole the show. I think he did. Um, I really liked seeing Clancy Brown. His small character was also very good. He fit right in with the, uh, what is the, uh, actual like organization called? Cause the continental is the hotel, but like, what's the, is there a, I don't think there is like an is organization it like the guild or something. Well, they, they're, they're just under the table. Okay. They? They're under just the high table. They serve the table in a, in a degree. I don't know. Right. I think the Continental itself is the organization. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, uh, they knocked it out of the park with this uh, this fourth installment. Um, would you say, I mean, we kind of t- touched on it already with IMAX and stuff, but Matt, did you feel it, uh, it was worth seeing in IMAX? Like, would you recommend someone go see it in IMAX specifically? I I think probably going either IMAX or AVX, I don't know how much difference you'll really get out of this because it's not like IMAX is providing you any extra pixels right. uh, when you view it. And I don't know how the quality of IMAX theaters are around the world, but ours are kind of cramped and shitty and old yeah. and mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. So right. if you can go to a newer AVX theater, it would probably be a better experience overall. Or a VIP with the, the lounge or, seats. Uh, VIP's okay. Um, I think the screen's a little too small. The sound might not be as okay. um, robust for an action movie of this scale. Sure. I think VIP works better for like dramas or comedies and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that when you want to just sit down and have like a relaxed sort of viewing. Whereas mm-hmm. the AVX really has that upgraded sound and you'll feel like the bass in the the ground and the seats where you're sitting. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is a nice touch for something bombastic like John Wick. Totally. AVX is definitely my favorite like format or however yeah. you would call it to be able to go see. Like I totally agree. IMAX can be great, but yeah, all of our places are incredibly run down. And at the end of the day, I, I don't know what the actual size difference is but i was thinking about it last night when i was in the theater i'm like i always forget how big abx is until i'm ABX in it is big. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's great mm-hmm. and then you All get right. the vibrations of the d boxes if you're sitting near yeah that's true i think this would be a good one to see in d box you think so Any, like, you want a huge... random stranger to come into the theater and kick the shit out of you yeah i don't know sorry that's 4dx not uh <laughs> not d box <laughs> I was sitting directly behind D-Box and I almost felt bad for the people in front of me because it was just constant like thumping for three hours and like, yeah. Oh God. Back when when D-Box like was first coming out, I think it was, 
I think it was around the time of the first Suicide Squad film. And when I went and saw that film in theaters, like the whole theater was shaking from the D-Box seats, just like rumbling around. It was absolutely <laughs> insane. I could not focus on the film. Not that I really needed to because it wasn't great. Yeah, but... what's there to focus on? Exactly. Um, all right. Uh, <clears throat> one pro and one con from uh, all of us. Matt, do you want to give sure. us your pro and con? I'll say pro the fucking dragon breath scene. Hell yeah. That I think on a technical level uh, is probably the most complex thing that they had to pull off mm-hmm. just because of the, the amount of choreography that they needed to get right. The amount of like pyrotechnics involved and blowing apart walls in the set and having and it all done in one on fire. Take lighting people on fire. There was one time I noticed where one of the, the rounds got stuck on a wall. Mm-hmm. Like he was behind the, the pillar and he went to shoot and it basically exploded on the wall in front of him <laughs> and didn't hit the guy. So I, I don't think that was planned. So that might've yeah. been like the one little slip up on an otherwise perfect take, mm-hmm. but man, like my mouth was wide open, like jaw on the floor, yeah. leaning forward and just like, I can't believe what I was watching yeah. at that part. I had a, I had the biggest shit eating grin on my face yeah. when that scene was happening. I was, I was like, "Oh, here we go." When he picked yeah. up that shotgun, because we we sort of had that spoiled for us through Jake and then me to Nick as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't I really care that much. Yeah, but it was just something that I knew was going to happen, and I was looking forward to the whole time. And thankfully, mm-hmm. it happened near the end, so it, it was still building up all that time. And when it happened, it did not disappoint. At totally. All. Yeah, and I'd well, say. And- Oh, just, go ahead. There's so many action scenes to pick from, man. Like it, I know. It, there's just too many. There um, is. I I feel like our pro pros. Each of us are probably just going to be whatever favorite fight scene was. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was your uh, con, Matt? Uh, I'll say my con with this one. I think would be the pacing. Yeah. Um, I liked how some of the previous movies handled it by spacing out their action scenes a little bit more and having smaller chunks of dialogue and exposition in between. Whereas with this one, like it started off with, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes of dialogue and setup, And then we get like a 40 minute action scene. And then we get another 20 minutes of dialogue and then another 20 minute action scene. And I would have liked them to spread them out a little bit more, I think. Uh, rather than just yeah. bombarding you with stuff. Because I think after a while of just being pummeled by this violence, you sort of get numb to it. And sure. your eyes might start to glaze over because you're like, okay, here's guy number 45 running at John Wick. Oh, he got knocked down. Oh, there's guy number 46. Oh, he's dead. Oh, 47. And just it doesn't have the same punch as when right there's silence and then something happens when you're just always being hit over the head with it it can Mm -hmm. just loses the impact a little bit and then it makes the dialogue like it's drag on a little bit where you're like okay it's been it's been 15 (laughs) minutes now and nobody's died what's going on yeah (laughs) um yeah i think while i i feel that they still really excelled with all of the action scenes like they didn't really sacrifice quality for quantity um i still think like what could have elevated this film like from great to like masterpiece or whatever or even like amazing is just that uh maybe they could have been a little bit more economical with their like the pacing of their action scenes like the whole uh osaka uh battle basically uh, could have been like consolidated a little bit more, maybe. I I thought that one was a little too long. Yeah, because you have like the big like uh like battalions facing off against each other of men, and then you have the the Kane and um uh what's his name Shimazu uh like Ronin fight in the garden. And yeah, then you and have then John you got Wick doing his thing John in Wick. the like art gallery area, and then Kane 
visits him. I think that actually might happen before, but like you, you just have a yeah, lot of and stuff, then and then you have Akira, Akira as well. and you got Killa, and then you got all the regular dudes. And yeah. I get that they wanted to like showcase everyone and show their fighting style, but it was just mm-hmm. so much juggling happening totally. that again, it just sort of caused a little bit of overload. I think. Sure. It. Uh, it, it like in the uh, art gallery moment with John, I uh, kind of like had an out of body experience a little bit where I like noticed mid uh, him fighting. It's like, wow, no one said a word in like 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> it's literally just been gunfire for the last little bit. Um, all right, Shay, how about you? What was your uh, pro and con? I would have loved to have said the same pro as... Uh... <laughs> Matt, the that <laughs> scene was the fire breath. Is that how you call say dragon breath? Dragon breath. Dragon breath. What did rounds I say? Fire breath. Shotgun. Fire. I mean, basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Um, but very, very close second was that roundabout scene. I yeah. find I find it so hilarious when people get hit by vehicles in these. We <laughs> 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 just learned one. something new about Shay today. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, just like the thunk it makes and like how much they fly and then they pop right back up. If you get up. run down in a crosswalk, Shay is not coming to help you because they are going to be like rolling on the ground too just from yep. the amount of laughter. Their uh, uh, Instagram reels feed is just people getting hit by cars. Their TikTok <laughs> algorithm over, is over and over and over again. like physical comedy, people getting run over. <laughs> I'm feeling very called out right now. You're not far from the truth there. But yeah, I, that was by far my favorite. I, I also loved that his car door got ripped off because I love mm-hmm. the side profile look where you could just see his whole wardrobe and like it's just a cool look to yeah. drive a speed car without like a yeah door totally. and him being able to do like the donuts and grab the gun off of like the street and like, yeah, all of that was, I think, yeah, that was great. Uh, con... Uh, again, very similar to Matt, it, but I think the overall length could have also been trimmed down. Like, I definitely yeah. agree with the pacing. Um, I don't mind like long scenes, but it, by the time we got to like the climax, I was like ready for it to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I was almost getting annoyed when they were doing the draws that nobody was dying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that also could have just worked better had the rest of the movie been shorter, too, right? Like, you even could have trimmed a couple characters, too. Or even just, like, have the fight scenes be, like, a few minutes shorter each. Mm Because there's, like, so many people dying all the time. Like, you could get rid of a couple and nobody would know. Exactly. There was was a couple, like, you could say half a dozen of the kills were like, oh, that was mid. Yeah. You could have got rid of that one and just kept the... Cool like ones. the the staircase scene at the very end like we <laughs> literally get john wick fighting up the entire staircase him falling all the way back down <laughs> and then him and donnie yen fighting all the way back up the staircase again like it, i felt <laughs> like it was almost making fun of itself when it did that a little bit yeah, yeah definitely the fucking comical falling all the way down <laughs> not once but falling down twice because yeah. they kick him the second time yeah. i was like oh my god <laughs> they definitely play with that humor a couple times because even that that like long tracking shot of that guy walking into his very huge office and it's just mm-hmm. the clinking of his feet that just yeah. lasted like a minute too long yeah yeah they, they i i wonder if that is maybe just like them securing like these really fucking good locations for shooting and just being like we got the whole day in this art gallery guys let's <laughs> just true. shoot shoot as much as we can um Very yeah true. i would have to agree with you shay the roundabout scene was probably my favorite fight out of everything um, I just absolutely loved when he was drifting around those like two cars that were scrunched together and that like group of guys and he was just drifting shooting at them like for like, <laughs> like, I don't know, three minutes straight or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll I'll pick a different fight, though, for my pro. I, uh, I really loved the club in Berlin. That whole sequence was, was fantastic. I loved the tension uh, build up in the, the card game. Scene. Yeah, the card game was good. I thought that was a really good setup for the rest of that uh, whole like uh, sequence. Um, I loved the axe fighting. I loved the 
just the, all the water pouring down, all of the dancers uh, doing their own thing while John Wick's <laughs> like tracking down the big the big mob boss dude. Um, yeah, it was all good. That that uh, part where he falls off the staircase and cracks Whoa. his head open, the oh, whole audience yeah, just went that, like, Ooh. everybody went. Ooh. That was, yeah. I think, probably the biggest one of the the whole thing. Well. Uh, and then that and the uh, the hand thing with the tracker. Oh yeah, pulling that was his bad. hand out of the knife. That yeah, that was oh. really bad. Yeah, um, very effective though. Yeah, and um, the, it looked good. I mean the the really gore good. looked good, and they yeah. showed it all. Mm-hmm. Um, my con is gonna be kind of cheaty a little bit. I uh, I'm just gonna kind of relay what I said in my. Uh, letterboxd review and i wish that this was a trilogy i love my trilogies i wish this could have just been a a nice like bundle up uh three film series um Mm -hmm. because like after that you get into some weird territory of like okay are you going to end it at four or are you going to leave it open for five and then are you going to do a fifth film? Because if you're going to do a fifth film, you have to do a sixth because then six is a perfect like saga, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's just me in my head trying to rationalize things. But yeah, it's no, a I weird... get it. Three would be stronger. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I yeah. also want to add one more con in actually sure. before we go. Yeah. I wasn't really a big fan of Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, I I wasn't his this was probably one of his weaker performances i feel like he's usually a great menacing guy right like although i don't know how much pennywise you could put into a a john wick (laughs) film and have it work you know maybe john wick has to fight through the seven circles of hell to get back up dude that was exactly what i was thinking uh at the end of the film last night i'm like Oh, is he? He should just like become the Doom Slayer or something and fight his way out of hell. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I'd watch that. He's gonna exactly. go kill Satan now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just I didn't really his accent. I can't tell if it was good or not. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. just very tell that you're not French. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, why not just get a French actor? Like, why did you need to get Bill Skarsgård for this? It, yeah. It feels like an odd choice. Because he also doesn't look French. He looks very right. Scandinavian. You know? <laughs> um, just have a Scandinavian villain. It's a yeah, worldly movie. Have him be from Sweden. <laughs> yeah. What's the difference? Um, give give so, the Swedes some villainous people. Like they're usually portrayed as like nice people. So like you could you could tip the scales a little bit. You know, give them some baddies, some bad eggs. Exactly. Why not? I I think the John Wick series just sort of it has as movies have gone on, has suffered from bad villain syndrome. Mm-hmm. I think the conflict in the first one, great. Narratively, the first Absolutely. John Wick, I think, is rock solid. Unreal motivations for every character involved. And you really feel like the drive to to kill um, Theon Greyjoy and his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then in the second one, I liked the... I forget his name. Oh yeah, the that guy. I don't know. Antonio. But yes, his name's mm-hmm. Antonio. I liked him. Um, third one, the adjudicator did not like her. I don't the, even remember the adjudicator. <clears throat> she's the one that comes in and is she like condemns the hotel. She's the one that's in like the all black and everything. Was that she Ruby just, Rose's character? No, she was in the second one. Oh, okay. I, this uh, was another relatively known actor mm. can't think of her name but okay. she's been in other stuff you can look it up yourself her. at home yeah. <laughs> uh, she was just very meh and bland and then right. bill was like removed from the movie the whole time he was basically a macguffin of this I, it's I just think... like you need to kill this guy and you're free and that's yeah. it and the actual antagonist was donnie yen for most of it mm-hmm yeah i think that's that's something to be said too for this film is like a lot of the stakes weren't there because we already kind of had the like the whole world's after john wick basically so it was Mm -hmm. very much just him like dealing with that and then trying to find a way out while doing so well he Um, even made a point of it up at the church at the end like there's three kinds of people there's 
um, people that have something worth dying for, something worth living for, and something worth killing for. And yeah. John Wick has none of those things. Right. So they're kind of bringing attention to it. Like, okay, yeah. there's like not much there's more no... that we can get out of this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that they retire the character after this. Yeah. But as tends to be the case with these kind of movies, if you don't see the body being put in the ground, yeah, you have to always be skeptical. Because like, sure, we see him fall over on the steps, but we just watch Scream where like eight yeah. people get <laughs> yeah. mortally wounded and several times around over 15 minutes later yeah so you totally. can never be too sure yeah if they're running around there's like it's sure as shit john wick is gonna live yeah um yeah i uh <clears throat> fingers crossed i hope it ends here but we will only time will tell um i still would recommend this film i feel like i get the impression you two would as well oh yeah uh, strong recommend it's a good good uh, time in the theater um and it's one of the strongest uh releases so far this year i think it's probably if it wasn't for the three hour runtime uh then it'd probably be top of my list um but just a, like from an approachable standpoint uh or approachability standpoint um it's i mean like top three so uh like if you've already seen scream six creed three Go see, uh, go see the next sequel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the no score review show, Matt and Shay. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Uh, Matt, where can the people find you? The people can find me on letterboxd at wisdom nugget. If you search it up and you Mm -hmm. can find a link to my other socials in my bio, if you're so inclined. Perfect. And do you have any recommendations at all? Um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a different recommendation this week. Uh, One of my favorite bands just released a new album recently, Black Country New Road. Okay. They had um, their uh, lead vocalist and principal songwriter quit the band uh, just before their previous record went out, um, which was fantastic. Uh, due to mental health reasons and it was a big question of how the band was going to move forward without basically their their front man yeah yeah. and um a lot of questions were in the air of would they be able to bring up something with equal quality and then just a a few weeks ago they put out somewhat of a surprise live performance on their youtube channel Mm -hmm. of entirely new material Wow. And that's impressive. It was fucking phenomenal. It was a phenomenal cool. performance. Great new songs. Three of the other band members shared the the writing and vocal roles. So mm-hmm. you get to hear a lot of different um, sounds cool. from the, the different performers. Awesome. And then they just released it on Friday on streaming, the actual live version. So you get like the full front to back um, experience. And uh, it's pretty good. You get a little bit of everything in this cool. one, and uh, I'm very excited. So, the, is there like a, a non-live version of the album as well, or is not it only yet? Live? They might okay. put out um, studio versions of these songs in the future. I don't know. I see mm-hmm. this more of a sort of like testing the waters of Makes sense. Just them coming into their own as songwriters and vocalists, and sort of seeing what the fans gravitate towards out of this sort of basket of of different things and then right. moving forward and maybe they'll do studio versions of these on some albums in the future but mm-hmm. i think it stands well enough on its own it's almost studio quality what they do here um and would definitely recommend giving it a listen giving it a watch mm-hmm. it is a a good damn set of songs black country new, uh new road black black country new road <laughs> say that five times fast very cool i'll uh, i'll have to check it out um shay where can the people find you the people can also find me on letterbox at shay martin and instagram shay martin media and my recommendation i'm gonna be a little i'm gonna self you could you could just bit. plug this and then have another recommendation too if you want that's you, true you, yeah you can absolutely just plug this yeah double up if you got uh, it. Yeah, no, When Time Got Louder releases this weekend, uh, t- 
Friday playing at Fifth Avenue Cinemas as well as Sunday and then Scotiabank Theater in Toronto is also playing it this weekend. Uh, It's a feature that I worked on that I'm very, very proud of. Uh, A friend of mine wrote it, directed it, produced it, and it covers autism, it covers sexuality, it it covers a lot of really important themes. So yeah, when time got louder. Very cool. Very happy for you, Shay. That's exciting stuff. Thank you. Uh, Do you have any other uh, recommendations or do you just want to use that as your recommendation? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Just that? Just that. What about Um, you, Nick? Where can the people find you? You can find me wherever you're listening to or watching this episode of the No Score Review Show on youtube.com slash no score or on your favorite podcast listening services. Um. I last did, oh God, it actually has been a while since the last review. I think the last thing was Shazam 2, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Uh, If you want to go hear about how me and Jake did not like that film, (laughs) uh, then you can go check that out. It's a shorter review. It's only about like half an hour, I think. I think it actually holds the record now, the current record for the shortest review on the channel. How many words can you really say about Shazam? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I also did a review on Scream 6. Uh, Matt was on that episode as well. Um, and uh, yeah, March is almost over, finally. Uh, only a couple days left. I'll have a uh, Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves review coming out, hopefully, uh, in the next few days. My guest list for that one is a bit up in the air right now, so we'll see if that actually happens. So at the very least, uh, go stay tuned to my letterbox for my review on that, because I know I will for sure be seeing it myself. I can't uh, believe just, how good reviews that I know it's so crazy. I, I was everybody so worried about that film. Yeah, um, really. But I'm okay. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's got what like ninety percent. No, that's, that's wild. Wow, Absolutely I thought wild. it was going to be certified rotten for sure. Yeah, <laughs> totally. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be coming out soon. Stay tuned to Letterboxd and potentially the YouTube channel for that. Um, if you're into video game Let's Play content, I've got my channel No Score Plays, where I am now currently uploading Resident Evil 4 Remake. The time has finally come. Um, so if you're into uh, video game Let's Play content, and specifically horror game Let's Play content, uh, it, it's like action horror, but uh, there are some spooky things in there. Uh, you can go check that out. I'm also going to be doing a ton more indie games in the future on that channel as well. Um, so that's kind of what you can expect there. Otherwise, you can go uh, follow me on all the socials as well on Letterboxd, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at NoScore or at NoScore Reviews. And uh, also let me know what you thought of uh, John Wick Chapter 4. You can tweet at me or you can just comment below on YouTube. Uh, I'd love to know your thoughts uh, and how you felt about it. I'd love to generate a, a healthy, positive discussion on the internet and be part of the conversation. Um, yeah, so when yeah. has that ever happened on the internet? Hey, put put out what you want to receive, right? <laughs> positive vibes. Um, so yeah, thank you all so much for watching and listening. Matt, Shay, once more, thank you for joining it's me. It's been a pleasure as And always. we will see you all in the next review. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you, Nick. Hasta luego.